Are you ready to become toxic person proof? Hey guys, Sarah K. Ramsey here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. Hello, wonderful. It is Sarah, and I'm here with Amberly Lambertson. And one of her specialties is making date night a priority, but she is here to talk to us about healthy relationships, mutual respect, what a healthy partnership looks like and feels like. Hello, how are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to be here, Sarah. Oh, so you have to start out and tell us your best date night since you're like the date night queen. (laughs) One of our most recent date nights we did that was super, super fun. We kind of took like the caramel apple um, concept and combined it with like charcuterie snack board type things. And so we sliced up apple slices, put our favorite dips on there, crushed up like cookies and candy and stuff and just dipped caramel apples while we... Uh, we actually played Battleship, so we just played a game and then watched a movie afterwards. So super simple. Most of my most favorite dates are just something that's super simple but intentional at the same time. So that's one of my most favorite recent dates. So why is intention so important in a healthy relationship and to keep it going long term? Uh, intention, you have to be putting forth some sort of effort at all times and good effort to create that good relationship. Um, I like to take people back to like when they're dating and they're pursuing each other, they're texting each other, they're um, planning their day around, when can I go see this person I'm in love with Um, and things like that. And they're always looking for fun things to do together and ways to get to know each other better. And then we like get married or get into a certain point in the relationship where that kind of stops. And you're living that business side of your relationship together, but not that romance and dating each other in pursuit side of your relationship. And you're not being intentional in caring for each other anymore and caring for your relationship anymore. And so I think it's super important because it shows your person that you love them and that you care about them and that you want this to work long term. Um, And it just helps to create and build that long-term really good relationship. So no one can have a good long-term relationship without mutual respect. And a lot of my listeners have uh, been very willing to do date nights or do this or do that. But then it was just, they felt like they were like bumping up against a wall or something. Um, And so we don't have to talk about that aspect, but, but I would like to bring it into I mean, some of our listeners may have grown up in homes or grown up in situations where they don't even know what a healthy relationship looks like or feels like. Can you give us your experience of that? Yeah. Um, I love to talk about mutual respect. I think there's always, um, and a lot of times in religious um, aspects, I, I kind of, I mean, I'm a religious person. My husband and I are religious, but I try not to get religious in my posts because I want it to apply to all couples in all areas and be something that anyone can put into practice. But I think we see a lot of times, especially in relationships where there's some sort of religious background that they feel like one spouse has, I don't know, they get to command the other. And so I think that can either be 
really good or we see it a lot of times and I see this in Facebook groups that I'm part of I hear about it on social media that couples take that and it becomes um not mutually respectful <laughs> there's one person who feels like they deserve more respect that they deserve more care that they deserve more time um and it kind of becomes a one-sided servant marriage and so for me I like to think of marriage um as a t- as as a partnership, your, your teammates. And, um, I kind of think about it as like, um, a horse drawn carriage where there's two horses or two ox pulling a wagon or something, and they have to pull together. And if one of them's pulling ahead of the other, or one of them's not working as hard as the other, it's not going to work. It's all going to fall apart. Right. And it's just going to be a mess. Um, and so mutual respect, I talk a lot about things like recognizing how, what you are doing as an individual impacts your partner, that other piece of your relationship. Um, so it's not things like I need to ask my husband for permission or, um, making it sound like you are, cause a lot of times we can make it sound like we're, you know, got to submit to my husband or they're in charge or um, I'm stuck to that ball and chain. You know what I mean? It's it's that kind of that concern and that intentionality that we talked about where you're thinking, OK, I want to go do this with my friends and I would love to do that. But I'm going to talk to my spouse and say, hey, does this work for you? What would we what do you have going? And it's not so much like, can I do this? Are you willing to let me do this? Can I have the night off type of thing? But how can we work together to make sure that I can do what I want, what I'm going to do and you can do what you're going to do? And a lot of times that becomes more of an issue when you have kids because you have these little ones you're taking care of. And I see spouses where one works and does all this stuff and has this freedom that they don't have to think about who's taking care of the kids, who's taking care of the dinner, who's doing this, who's doing this. Um, and that's especially important to think about because I I don't think it happens intentionally. A lot of times it can happen that way, um, but it's just kind of that like old fashioned, you know, you get like that 60s good marriage when right. your husband comes home, have his paper and his slippers and keep the kids quiet and bring him a hot dinner meal and stuff like that. But it's really a partnership and knowing that, okay, what is our, what is your life look like before I'm coming home from work, whether it's husband or wife, because it can be, or both. Um, but what do we need to do to make sure we both get time to unwind, to make sure we're both connecting with each other, to make sure we're both connecting with the kids. We make sure we're both able to do our own things. Um, does that make sense? So like recognizing that you have your own individual stuff, you have your couple stuff and it all affects each other and how taking, taking into account what your spouse needs, wants, and how you can be caring for them at the same time as yourself. Yeah. And that was a great explanation. And I, it's, I almost think about it as a seesaw. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure jump off the seesaw and they're like butts hitting the ground or, or vice versa. Um, You know, it, it's out of balance, right? You need people in balance. And I really liked the example you used about, uh, Hey, this is what I have going on. What do you have going on? How can we manage all this together? Which uh, I definitely feel like my husband and I do a good job of, Uh, but versus can I go do this? Or, I mean, I would say something along the lines of, Hey, the girls are going out to dinner Thursday. Do you mind if I, you know, tag along with them? I would use that language. I think that 
I think I would pass here. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I think, and I think you hear it like, oh, go ask your wife for permission or, oh, well, your husband let you spend that money. And it's not about that. It's about, does this work? Does this set our family and us as a couple up for success? And my husband's done that too. Um, we, he is in school and I'm in school and he works full-time and I work part-time and my, my hours as an educator in the community are kind of, um, sometimes I'm working at night and sometimes I have class and stuff like that. And so he texted me last night and he was actually right here where I'm at right now doing his homework and stuff. And I was upstairs in our bedroom getting laundry put away and stuff, getting ready to wind down for the night. And he texted me and said, Hey, um, if my group meets on Thursday night at this time on zoom, is that okay? Or does that work for you saying, implying like, because we've had that conversation enough times, would you be good to make sure that the kids are put in bed because it's during bedtime and all that stuff? Or do you have something else going on? is that not a time that works for you? And I was able to just reply and be like, yeah, that totally works. I don't have anything going on Thursday night because we never know. Um, I mean, we try to talk about those things, but it's really hard to keep track of my own life, let alone his too. And so it's just that, that check-in, I don't know. I hate calling it permission. I always tell couples to do like a couple check-in once a week or a marriage meeting is what I call it. And it's things like going through the schedule. What do I have going on? What is something that really made you feel loved this week? What is something that I can do to help you out this week that you can foresee being something that you'd really um, appreciate and it would take something off your plate and things like that. Like I said, it's not always intentional that you're disrespecting your spouse or not caring about their time. Um, but it's taking that intentionality at the beginning so that it doesn't seem disrespectful or, um, intentionally, um, I don't know, putting them out, um, in the moment. Well, absolutely. And one of the things I want to point out from your conversation with your husband is that it was pretty simple. And there weren't like bombs going off, you know, because sometimes you see like even in TV shows or in people's past relationships and they try to ask their husband something or their wife something. And then it's like, how dare, you know, it blows up. And, and, you know, every married couple has fights, obviously, but there's not a pattern of blow ups when you're trying to communicate about a simple conversation on a regular basis. In, in most healthy relationships and healthy periods. Yeah. And if exactly. he hadn't, if he had just assumed, oh, my, well, my wife will be home. She'll take care of the kids going to bed and I'll just hop on this thing. And then he had come and hopped on that thing on Thursday. Even if I didn't have anything on going on, I'd be like, oh, wait, what are you doing? I thought we were getting kids ready for bed. You know what I mean? And I could feel put out or not cared for, or like he just assumed she's got it. I can go do this. But him taking that time to communicate, Hey, would this be okay? If I have, if I do this meeting, then I could plan ahead for it and know that he thought about me and how that would impact me. And it wasn't just, will the kids be taken care of? Do I need to get a babysitter or whatever? It was, does this work for you? You know, and it does take practice. I think that um, previously we would have had to say, Hey, I have this for my group. It's, this is the only time we can do it because, you know, and back up that stuff. And now we go into it having, there's something I read for, uh, um, 
it's a premarital course that I'm doing um, social media internship for. And they talked about assuming the best in your spouse. And so knowing that he had the best intentions, that he's not just trying to get out of helping with the kids for bed, that he's not just trying to clock out as dad and get his homework done early. You know what I mean? Like he is trying to get his stuff done and he is, he recognizes like it's not going to be perfect all the time, but he's reaching out to me and I can assume the best in him and he can assume the best in me. And if I had said that didn't work, then we would have still assumed the best in each other and found a way to make it work or adjusted on our end. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the little adjustments that, that we make to make things work. Uh, so what is your favorite marriage tip um, other than date nights that uh, that we may not know about? My oh, my favorite marriage tip. Now you got to think. I always look at look at all of them. I put I put together a whole list and I look at them every once in a while and I'm like, yeah, that's still a good marriage tip. I think I always just tell people to continue to pursue each other. So it's more than date night. Um, I just wrote a book called Beyond Date Night because I'm big on date nights. I love date night. I think it's a really good time to intentionally step back away from your roles as parents and employees and students and whatever else you guys um, have and get back to just husband and wife um, and date each other and have fun. But it's it's those little things that you're doing every day. It's sending a flirty text or um, grabbing your spouse and giving them a hug or thinking about them and sending them. My husband loves memes. I joke that it's like his sixth love language. It's his love language. And so finding a funny meme and sending it to him or a funny TikTok and sending it to him. Um, so it's just those little things that are saying like, Hey, I'm thinking about you that will make them smile throughout the day. So I love it. Well, Amberly, tell people where they can find more out about you. Yeah, I'm over at a prioritizedmarriage.com. That's my website. And then I'm at a prioritized marriage on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. That's where I hang out the most. I share really practical, useful tips to let your spouse know that you care and um, to be a better team in your relationship. Well, this, I don't know that my husband listens to my podcast. <laughs> Uh, if he did, this would be his favorite one. He loves date nights. He loves planning stuff. Like we go, I mean, Monday when the kids are in school, it was like, Hey, let's go to lunch. And then, you know, we Saturday night, we, after a wedding, we hung out with friends and then the, just little things. And he is so good about that. And that was definitely something he was nervous that when we got married, all the rules would change. Right. Like we had a great dating relationship and had both been divorced. So he was worried that all the rules would change. And that was kind of not a not a written contract by any means. But that was kind of our verbal contract of, no, we love dating each other. We just want it to be like this and more and forever as much as possible. I mean, obviously, we've been sick some since then and kids, (laughs) you know, all that kind of stuff. But as much as possible, which uh, so I will tell him that you approve all our date nights. I do for sure. I think and I think that's great to like decide from the beginning. Like, I want this forever. Like your marriage doesn't hit perfection. Your relationship doesn't hit perfection when you get married. Like it can only get better. And if you stop working on it, then it's Mm going to slowly slide backwards without you realizing it. So I think that's great that you guys decided that up front. This is what we're going to do. 
It's pretty fun. Yeah, it's pretty fun. We have a little anniversary thing planned at the uh, end of the month, too. So he's just like, this one, bed and breakfast. So I was like, oh, yeah, he's great. No, he loves planning stuff for me. He loves uh, being a planner. And um, so this will be his favorite. This will be his favorite episode. Amberly, thank you so much for having us on and for helping us on our journey to becoming toxic person proof. Yeah. Thanks, Sarah. (laughs) If you have been listening to the toxic person proof podcast and think, gosh, there's really something different about this. There's something different about what Sarah's saying. Good, because there's so many people talking about narcissism and talking about understanding toxic relationships and too few people talking about building an amazing life after a toxic person encounter, finding love, finding joy, finding that new career, finding a great relationship with your kids, finding yourself, finding your confidence. So if you love what you hear, then you would probably love the wondrous woman program, which is a program that I run to help people reconnect with what's right with them, become toxic person proof, and go on to design lives they're excited about living. So go to my website, sarahkramsey.com, check out the tab on programs to find out more, and then sign up for a call to see if the toxic person proof program and the wondrous woman program is right for you. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I know that there was something that you can take away to help you get past the past, get real about the present, or get serious about your future. And if I did my job, then hopefully it will help you with all three. If you are not in my Facebook group, Finding Love and Success After a Toxic Relationship, then consider this your personal invitation from me. I'm there live, there's tons of support, and most importantly, tons more information to help you on your journey to become toxic person proof.